You're listening to Hope for Today Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in this virtual space. We believe that as you listen, Jesus will minister to you right where you are. So open up your mind and your heart to what the Word would say to you today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is our hope for today. Welcome back, those that are watching and virtually and those in the house. Are you glad to be here today? It's a special time of worship. I told Brad, I mean, he had permission. We can continue in worship anytime. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. Uh, that Shekinah song, it's one of my, uh, my favorites. The, the words are so profound and powerful. Um, and, um, you know, that just that prayer through song released the fullness of your spirit. Shekinah means manifest presence of God. The God that you love, the God that you, you place all your faith in. You're saying, I want all. I want everything you have for me. And so it's so fitting today as we continue on Holy Spirit. 
Um, we're going to focus our attention on the agency of Holy Spirit in the distribution of those uh, gifts. And of course, as he wills. And so I'm going to invite you to turn to 1 Corinthians 12. And as you do that, the big idea for this afternoon is this. The diversity of the gifts are meant to build up and unite us, not divide. To build up and unite us and not divide. This is so important because very quickly, just like anything in the world, it can become about us. And so the Apostle Paul writes here so eloquently reminding us the bedrock, the foundation on which all this exists is love, love for God and for one another because of faith in him, we're all part of the same body. Amen? And so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning right in verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware you know that when you were pagans, you used to be enticed and led astray by mute idols. There I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God produces each gift in each person. A manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. To one is given a message of wisdom, and through the Spirit to another, a message of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit, and to another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the performing of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. One in the same spirit is active in all of these, distributing to each person as he wills. One in the same spirit is active in all of these. What do you think about this as I grab my glasses? Distribution of the Holy Spirit. I'm going blind. Holy Spirit, give me my eyesight. 2020 vision, amen? <laughs> Here we go. One in the same spirit is active. Wow, I can see. Distributing to each person as he wills. How often do you read this introduction to the gifts? When you sit back and you see this, this play of words that Paul so eloquently puts, it's the same spirit, the one spirit that's active in it all, through it all. You can't have one without the other. You can't say, I want some of this, but none of that. It's all as the Holy Spirit will. So at first glance, as you were hearing these words, as Paul penned this letter intended to be read to the believers in Corinth, and for us today, you would see this bedrock foundation that the Holy Spirit is the one who leads and equips. And we are individually and collectively operating at a greater efficiency of witness because he makes us stronger. He makes us stronger together as we celebrate the gifts. And so point number one is this, celebrate each other's giftings. 
Look to the person to your left for a moment. If everyone looks to their left, you're looking at somebody. (laughs) If we were in a circle, everyone would be covered. Each of you matter to God so much that he not only baptized you with the Holy Spirit, forgiveness of sins, but a manifestation of the Spirit, the Shekinah of glory, the very activity of God is infused with your spirit and he's willing you to walk in obedience to his goodwill and purpose. You're now good from the heart. You become obedient from the heart. You want what he wants. How cool is that? You want what he wants. And here Paul is saying, that's, that's not all. There's, there's even more to that. There are giftings, diverse giftings in the body, and they're all important. Now you go and you can visit different churches and other assemblies and thank the Lord that the bedrock foundation between different um, expressions is Jesus is at the center. When I went to Bible school, you know, a lot of my friends and stuff went to Master's College out in Peterborough before it moved to Toronto and then back to Peterborough. But at the time, I, even though I had a Pentecostal distinctive, I believed in the gifts, especially in that of speaking of tongues, I wanted to experience what other believers had experienced. You know, why, why is it? Why is it that they operate and how they operate and maybe even suppress this, this aspect or um, multifaceted gift of Holy Spirit? And so I went to Emmanuel Bible College, which was a non-denominational school. There were actually a lot of Lutherans there, so it was a little more denominational than what you realize. But it was neat to see how people would inter- engage with each other, how they would engage the scriptures, how they would interpret the word and apply it to their life. And one thing I did notice is that every time we got to the area about the activity of God's Holy Spirit, we would either completely skip over that part or kind of glaze over it like a very quick footnote commentary. Oh yeah, so you know, some people believe the gifts are for today and they would move on. You ever experienced that? It's something that always kind of blows my mind. And I actually had firsthand experience of this in 2016. I was at a wonderful church, and I stress wonderful. I'm not harping on anybody. Um, It was part of the Anglican uh, expression. And while I was there, um, you know, there was a time where, you know, we all need to provide for our family. And my calling was ministry. And you go where the, the Lord opens the doors. And so I went there to engage in student ministry, and I knew that these people loved the Lord. The, the pastor was giving me the opportunity to provide for my family. I knew my beliefs and the activity and how I believe God works. That would be affirmed, strengthened, and also challenged. And I'm thankful that experience. You know, healthy churches foster a place where you can ask questions. Even if we don't all agree the same, a healthy church affirms one another to put the word first and allow that to dictate our emotional experiences. And so in this place, you know, I'm learning, I'm, uh, the word is being validated uh, in my life and we're all sharing this core belief that we want to see people experience life to the full through Jesus Christ. And yet beyond that, I soon came to find that by observing actions and practices and so forth, the agency of the Holy Spirit wasn't affirmed like we read here in Corinthians 12. For whatever reason, they had placed Holy Spirit, I'm going to say a box. We usually say, don't put God in a box. Well, don't put Holy Spirit in a box. In many ways, they placed Holy Spirit where he didn't function beyond a counselship 
an advocacy for empowering believers to witness through intelligible teaching. You know, special revelation through teaching. But that's where it stopped. And I thought, well, you know, isn't this interest to be complete that he can give us a message of revelation through intelligible tongues, but why would it stop there? You see, for them, the rest, the array of these spiritual gifts, they believed were for the times of the apostles. And, and maybe you're here today, and maybe that's where you sit. I'm not here today to, to knock you down a peg or two or to get out the spiritual sledgehammer and say, you need to believe what I believe. But to know part of hope for today in the association of churches, churches that we belong to, we believe in the full, vast array of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We believe the gifts are for today. Now, you may be sitting here wondering, well, where does this come from? Where could one, in reading Corinthians 12, then go on a path of saying, well, it's not for today? Well, there is a teaching out there that the spiritual gifts could only be in full activation through the apostles. And there was a criteria for those who could be apostles. Those who witnessed Christ's ministry on earth, they were handpicked by him in the flesh to carry out the gospel, because remember, apostle means sent one with a special message. And then three, they saw the risen Christ. And so how could there be anyone operating in that capacity today? Now granted, the office of apostleship isn't like it was in the early church with Paul and Peter and the other leaders. But we can carry on in the spirit of that ministry as the Holy Spirit enables us to bring a message. And a timely message as he gives us utterance. Now, when I was in this assembly, I remember sitting down, and I didn't drink coffee at the time. I was actually the water guy. So every time the, the coffee mug, you know, the, or whatever, the coffee apparatus would be passed around, I'd say, oh, no, thanks, I'll have some water. And I remember sitting around this uh, table and having a wonderful conversation. We would, you know, dissect the Word of God together and look at it. And they would always look to me and, and say something along the lines, I wonder what our in-house resident Pentecostal would think. And, you know, at times I felt like I was a pet. You know, where I was like their pet project. Like, we're going to work this out of him. We're going to iron this out of it. And we had good times with it because there were many times where I would appropriately push the envelope when it came to someone having a grim prognosis. Instead of just writing them off, I would say, Let, let's pray. Do we not believe that he was whipped so that we could be made whole and healed today? So these are, these, these are the pieces, and I really appreciate these conversations because, yes, we have the Holy Spirit today who, who teaches us and empowers us, but for some reason, there are some camps that believe because the Holy Spirit has been poured out, that is the perfect that was promised of Scripture, and when the perfect comes, there is no need for further gifting in such a way. And so some of the verses to keep them back in the mind is where could this come from? Let's just quickly begin with Matthew 28, 19 to 20. So one of these verses we see here that if the Holy Spirit isn't empowering believers today, then does it mean that Jesus is still with us? He says here in Matthew 28, 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always. 
Now, if you were to look at this and say, well, I believe the gifts are essential for every believer today, and that this won't cease until the perfect one, Jesus Christ, returns on the glorious day of the Lord, then this verse includes me. But if it doesn't, if the perfect is the Holy Spirit, this verse would specifically be speaking to only to the apostles. You, specific group, go and make disciples, and I'm with you. This wouldn't apply to us today. So when it says at the end, and remember, I am with you always, is this only speaking to the apostles in his midst? Or the first 120? Or does this apply to you also? Is he with you today? Is he empowering you for witness? These are good questions to ask yourself because if it's not the case, what we, what we see in Acts 1.18, and you will receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you. If it was only for them, we also can't take that power statement also. What about us? What about us? The Apostle Paul emphasizes here we're all part of the body of Christ. We've all have been given various gifts to, gifts to be used in cooperation to build each other up. But if it ended with the apostles and early followers, what are we doing here? <laughs> if you really stop for a moment, what's our purpose? Let alone empowerment. If the message is only for the apostles, we're not doing anything. We're not going out making disciples because that was their job. We don't need empowerment because that's not our job. But if it is, and we believe it is, he says that you will receive power and you will be my witnesses. And so Paul here emphasizes, look, these gifts, these spiritual gifts are given by the Holy Spirit for the common good. For the common good. One of my favorite verses in 1 John, and it says that, you know, you've received the anointing. You don't need anyone to teach you. And John there in that verse, in 1 John 2 Verse 27, he's not saying the gifts have ceased. He's saying the spirit is within you, so don't disregard that anointing. Anointing means power. You've received power. And in fact, he goes on in chapter 2, verse 18, he says, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. By this we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so, they may, so that it may be made clear that none of them belong to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I have not written to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth." This essential aspect, this empowering, this anointing of the Holy Spirit, you either believe it's for today or was for yesterday. Today or yesterday. And so one of the other verses that's commonly employed to dismiss if the spiritual gifts are for today is 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8. And I touched on this briefly a few moments ago. It says this, Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. 
When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. From now on, we see only reflection as in the mirror, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully as I am fully known. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. What I can appreciate about this passage as we look to the spiritual gifts is with all of our knowledge, as intelligent people as we can be, we only know so much. We've only really, in many respects, have scratched the surface. Paul's showing us it's dim in comparison to what we will enjoy in heaven, in fact. That the gifts, and as wonderful as they are, that they won't be needed in heaven. The time will come when the spiritual gifts will not be in function. There is no doubt that they will eventually cease. But God has appointed a time. He says in verse 10, when the perfect comes. So if I was to pull the audience like a good game show back in the day, who wants to be a millionaire, what would your answer to that question be? Who is the perfect? And when does the perfect come? Now, throughout the letters in the New Testament, all of the writers, as they've inspired by the Holy Spirit, all seem to affirm and point to a specific day and time, the day of the Lord. The very day when Jesus Christ will return, and at that point, everything will be made perfect and complete. We look around, last time you checked, nothing's perfect and complete, is it? That we've been made whole in our spirit with Christ. We've been reconciled. We've been forgiven. We have been made right. But not everything has been put to rights. And when he returns, everything will be made perfect and complete. And then us believers, we will be received by he who is perfect. It says scripture, the perfect, the perfecter of our faith. The perfecter of our faith. Hebrews 10, 14. And so if we're still waiting for the perfect one who perfects all of us, the spiritual gifts must still be in action. Do you believe this? This is one of those questions, I know I've said it many times, but as I read the word, it's important as you're dissecting it and digesting it, do I believe this? Throughout all the letters, the Apostle Paul and Peter and others would emphasize to the early church, hold on, endure by the power of the Holy Spirit. If the Spirit was not continuing to be poured out and activating gifts, they'd be in big trouble and so would we. The theologian Bruce Barden puts it like this. I was looking for someone who could give a concise answer to help us this afternoon. He says this, no matter how much people know, no matter how much prophecy is given, it still reveals little. Not until the arrival of God's kingdom will everything be made whole. At that time, all the special gifts of the Spirit will disappear because gifts are given for the building up of the body of Christ, and they will no longer be needed, for we will be with the Lord. The body will be complete. God's kingdom will have arrived. Yet love will continue. God's love, the essence of God is love, and that is eternal. 
And so in other words, he's showing us the Holy Spirit will continue to provide that which we need, that which is necessary for us to continue in our witness this side of that great and glorious day. Because if it's not the case, we're on our own. Ron, it's all up to you, man. I hope you got the tool belt, man. (laughs) I hope you have enough in the spiritual piggy bank. Uh, The other day when I was driving down the road and preparing for this afternoon, I thought of it like this and, and how one resists the spiritual gifts. It's like when you go to fill up your car at the gas station, you know, you pull up and once upon a time, there was an actual attendant at the station. My one buddy who had the job when he was a teenager, he called himself a fuel disbursement engineer. Pretty cool, right? I thought, wow, what a job. Sounds complicated, right? Can you imagine? What would you like today, unleaded or premium? (laughs) Fuel disbursement engineer. And so you pull up, maybe you have a big vehicle like Brad and others, and it takes a little bit more fuel, okay? And you're waiting, but you have to answer that question. What will it be? Regular, premium, what's the other option? There's three, right? I'm getting a little engagement here. What are the three? I can think of the two. What's the third one? Silver, gold, premium. Okay. Does that sound right? Ding, ding. Okay, we'll go with the, that answer. But you wait. Yeah, all right, Isaiah, for the engagement here. And the attendant asks you, and, you know, you think about it, the regular, it doesn't harm your engine. Your vehicle will perform and get you to your destination. Now, if you put water in the tank, you're in big trouble. But if it's regular, you're, you're going to be fine. But electing to receive premium, like we're seeing in this letter here, this type of fuel means you're going to have high-octane balance for performance. That's the purpose of premium in your gas tank. High-octane balance for performance. And in some respects, you get more miles to the gallon. So we're talking longevity. We're talking about efficiency. We're talking about productivity. And so I believe the word for us today, this hit me like just, just amps me right up. The Holy Spirit's will is to disperse this high octane empowerment, but you have to want it. When the, the fuel disbursement engineer rolls down the window that is Holy Spirit and says, this is what I'd like to give to you today. And you say, no, thanks, I'm good. I'll just go with special revelation. Okay. Comes to the next vehicle waiting in line. We are vehicles and parts of the family of God. He wants to see you, get this, he wants to see you live life to the full through faith in Jesus Christ to serve him and glorify his name. He's going to give you everything that you need. He will not force us to receive it, but you have to want it. And that's why I opened up by sharing that story from my personal experience I believe when we limit this multifaceted function and agency of Holy Spirit, it's one of the great hindrances in the church today, especially in North America, that's inhibiting us from seeing powerful witness in our communities. There's places all over the world, especially where they are poverty stricken and all they just, Lord, we, we, we need you. There's this desperate desire and they're seeing people raised from the dead. They're seeing blind eyes open, ears restored, hearing, sight, all these aspects. The word of God affirms it. The apostle Paul affirms it. And you know what? We've all had experience where we've experienced it for ourselves. 
And so it's not just this emotional thing where you're walking around saying, you know what, I just really feel, I really, really feel that it's for today. But we can back it up with reason of the word that it is affirmed for today. Because until Jesus Christ returns, the day of the Lord, the prophet Joel says, in the last days, the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all flesh. And it won't be rescinded until the conclusion of the great tribulation when Jesus returns. And so he's pouring out, he's doing these things. Why on earth would anyone want to resist Holy Spirit? He wants to give you premium in your vehicle. Diane, do you want premium or regular? (laughs) This isn't a salvation issue. I don't want anyone to misunderstand me to saying, you're not saved if you don't believe this. You're saved. This is not a salvific issue, but there is so much more beyond the salvation equation. Would you embrace all that he has for you? When the Apostle Paul writes these words, that the Holy Spirit, a manifestation of the Spirit, is given to each person for the common good. One in the same Spirit is active in all of these, distributing to each person as he wills. A message in tongues, words of knowledge, gifts of healing, performing of miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, and the list goes on. And by the way, this is not an exhaustive list. There's more. There is so much that God wants to pour out on the church in which he loves When he's at the center, he's going to give us all that we need. And so walking point here for today is this. The spiritual gifts are an activity and pleasure of the Holy Spirit. Each of you receive a gift. It's like you watch on the television once upon a time. And I was flipping the channels one day home from school. And I turned to Oprah Winfrey, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, propping her up in any regard, but I will never forget, she's going around, and it starts getting a little crazy. She goes, everybody look under your seats, and they start looking, it's like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, what do you have in your seat keys to a brand new car? You ever seen that? <laughs> All these gifts at the pleasure of the host of Oprah Winfrey, everyone, every guest in her audience got a brand new car. And in the family of God, each one of us are receiving a disbursement of gifts. You're all included. Could you imagine how silly it would be if only the apostles were the only ones that were gifted the empowerment to witness? It says that we've been united in the body of Christ. We are one. There's not different factions. We are one because of faith. And so each of us received this disbursement, this manifestation of the Spirit. And it says the Holy Spirit distinguishes these gifts as he wills. And sometimes we can easily think it's about us. And, you know, you know Holy Spirit, I would, I would really, 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 and I'm not knocking anybody. I would really, really, really like to, you know, um, have the gift of uh, miracles. And it says we're supposed to desire all the gifts. But if you're not meant to have that gift, 
If you're not meant to have that gift, that means he's, he has laid out a path for something better for you that's going to benefit the church. We've already touched that if everyone had the same gift, we'd be missing out. But they're all supposed to be activated and in function. And so here, Paul's telling us at the very end of chapter 12, he says, but desire the greater gifts, and I will show you an even better way. And he emphasizes on love, this bedrock love. If we love God and all he has for us, we're not going to be caught up in competing with one another. What gift do you have? What gift do you have? We'd be like, man, that's awesome. Remember celebrating the person to your left? The Holy Spirit, he just spoke through you, a special revelation, a word of knowledge. Oh, my goodness. Where did that come from? That's awesome, Sue. And then next, you're gathering. Maybe Dawn's in the place and feels this sensation in her body, an ailment, a pain that she's never experienced in her body before, which we believe to be the Holy Spirit showing that he wants to touch someone with a specific ailment in a specific region in their body that day. I remember one time I was at Brantford at this church. I can't remember if I shared this story before, so forgive me if I have. And I'm at the assembly, and I, I believe, and I, I'm like you, I've asked God, give me all sorts of revelation and words of prophecy. And I mean, the whole list. I mean, it's like a buffet. I'm just chomping down. I want everything, right? And I was a little naive in a time, forgetting the part where it says, the Holy Spirit distributes these gifts as he wills. And when I finally stepped back, a little frustrated, finally stepped back, guess what? That's when the Holy Spirit moved. So I'm at this church service. This means I should start playing the shark music, eh? Da 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 da. <laughs> okay, okay. So <laughs> I'm at this service, and I'm gonna do the Reader's Digest version now. And I'm at the front, and I have to admit, I have no specific word for anyone. I had to prepare a message, but I didn't believe I was supposed to give it, and I was actually pretty nervous. I said, Lord, what, what do you want me to do here tonight? And at the bedrock of everyone experiencing this personal, authentic relationship with Jesus, all of a sudden, I felt this intense heat of a revelation of a pain in my body that had never been there before. I'm not kidding, I'm not joking. It was never there before. And I did as we're supposed to, the Bible says to test the spirits, to test it. And so, you know, I go through it. Well, okay, am I, am I sure this isn't me? There's something maybe, you know, I, I hit something on the way there that night and now there's been a bruise and that's why there's a pain. But I discerned, I'd even talked to my one buddy and he says, no, like I, I believe this is of the Lord. And what was happening right, right around this region in my right bottom side, I don't know medically, doctors, I don't know what's on that side of your body, <laughs> but it hurt. Now, I, I don't know where your appendix is. I have no idea. It, there was nothing like that that night, but that's what I thought it was. I thought, oh my gosh, maybe my appendix is about to burst. And so I get up, work up some courage, Ian, and I say, okay. In my spirit, I said, Lord, I'm going to believe this is you and I'm going to step out. And so I grabbed the microphone, kind of... <laughs> Um, I don't know how to say this, but I know I'm in a room of faith-filled people. And I believe there's a, there's a pain in my body and the Holy Spirit wants to touch and heal a person who has this pain. I started to describe what it was like. I wait a few moments, a few more moments. That's the dreaded nightmare of a speaker. Oh my goodness. 
You may give an altar call and no one comes, right? But then all of a sudden, this man I'll never forget, he stands up in the back and you can tell he's in discomfort. And he says, that is me. The moment that you said, and he started to describe what was going on, you were reading my name. You were reading my ailment. And so the, our mighty physician who knows all things, he says, he's familiar with all our thoughts, everything that happens in and out of our life. He was aware of this man's ailment and his great need. And so he, he by the Holy Spirit, gave me the ability to experience this, to then speak out and reach out and minister to him. And saying, the Lord wants to touch you and minister to you today. We should come forward. We're going to lay our hands on you. And so we laid our hands on him. It was like this transfer of just, just unbelievable. I can't even put it into words where we could sense so tangibly the manifest presence of the Lord. And he felt all pain subside as if it washed away. And then all of a sudden in the thrill, it was like a wave for the assembly. Another person goes and says, I believe the Lord just touched me. And this old lady, similar to your experience, Dawn, had issues with her vision. She says, I can see. And then she starts going on and going on and going on. And I remember sitting back, <laughs> has nothing to do with me. Because remember, I'm a nervous wreck. But authentically, the Holy Spirit begins to move. And this was just an aspect of the manifestation of the gift of healing for that season and time. If that wasn't the Holy Spirit, if the gifts aren't for today, then who orchestrated that? Who was responsible for that? I don't serve Beelzebub or, you know, the prince of the power of the air. I serve the Lord Jesus. And that's in whose name we proclaim and profess healing. In Jesus' name. And Jesus said, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses. And so a little bit boldly, I encourage you here today, don't let anyone discourage you, make you think the spiritual gifts aren't for today. Sometimes we get uncomfortable because we can't explain it. I still can't explain what happened. It goes beyond my finite mind, but I know that God is infinite and he can do exceedingly and abundantly, Graham, beyond all we can imagine, ask or think. Each of you have been given a gift. Receive it. Continue to desire that outpouring. Would you join me everywhere where you're, where you're seated, say, if you can stand. Well, you know, while Brad is playing, I want to invite you in this moment to be receptive to the Spirit. Yeah, go ahead, Grant. You can stand, man. And just where you are, just symbolic, everyone. This is this thing, you know, the field disbursement engineer is at the window. <laughs> what do you need? What's the, what, what are you desiring here today? The Holy Spirit is continuing to reveal to you, even in this moment, what's next. Don't just take my word for it. The word of God, the very word of the Lord says to each person, a manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Don't be resistant to it, but just be open to all that he has for you today. So once you join with me, just symbolically, just hands raised if you feel comfortable, tuning out those who are to your left and your right, maybe even eyes closed. 
and just receptively in your own time right now, personally, with prayer before the Lord, to invite the Holy Spirit to do as he wills. Just take a few minutes. thank you for that word that you deposited in my spirit today a visual expression a reminder of this high octane empowerment that we have through your Holy Spirit and it's for all of us so Lord as hands are raised and hearts are surrendered to you would you disperse the full vast array of your spirit the the spiritual gifts in this place over each person here. Just Lord Jesus, as you breathe over the disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Would you breathe fresh into us this afternoon, filling us with the gifts that you have purposed for each of us. We believe and affirm them all. Just continue to thank him and be receptive. to dissuade us and deter us from receiving and embarking upon all that you have for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power to witness. Just take these moments. I'm going to invite the worship team to join unless you're in a, a moment here where it's okay. You don't have to break from this moment. But there was a special time as you're continuing to press in, there was a special time during worship. Again, like a, a shift. I wholeheartedly believe here today that the Holy Spirit is being poured out afresh in our life. The pleasures and things of this world, they won't last forever. And we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So now's the time to be all in. Don't be on the riverbank flirting with the idea of jumping in the river. Jump in. Just envision it. Vision that stream that's bubbling with life. Like it maybe even a springboard, a diving board, and dive right in for all that he has for you today as the worship team prepares to continue to foster this beautiful atmosphere in worship. Allow these words to permeate over you as you're receptive to the outpouring of the Holy Spirit of these different gifts. It says, to one is given a message of wisdom through the Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing, to another performing of miracles, to another prophecy, 
to another, distinguishing between spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, interpretation of tongues. One and the same spirit is active in all of these, distributing to each person as he wills. Now you, body of Christ, are individual members of the body, and God has appointed these in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, and gifts of healing, and helping, and administration, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all do miracles? Do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? but desire the gifts, the greater gifts, and I will show you an even better way. Amen. Let's continue to keep that in mind as you continue to press in. And if you're here today and you believe the Lord is moving upon you in a, in a Shekinah type of, you know, moment, I encourage you, if you believe you have a word of knowledge, maybe that of prophecy, we've gone through the list, I want you to be bold and to step forward and seek me out and we want to we want to hear and see how the Holy Spirit will continue to move. We want to be open. We're not trying to manufacture. We want to be open and honest to the authentic move of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 